0: I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. Okay,
1: so we left off um, talking about the murder of Edward Hall and Eleanor Mills, um, two lovers who had been found lying next to each other underneath a tree near a lover's lane. And um, they've been having a flaming affair with each other, even though they were both married to different people. And the crime scene is a disaster, <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's just a bad time. Um, so we kind of left off ending um, the amount of evidence that had been found at the scene, including torn-up love letters and um, a card that sort of identified Edward as Edward. Um, and so the police, you know, close off the scene, even though it takes forever, and evidence is, like, all over the place, and people are taking things from the crime scene. And it's a mess. It's just a disaster. So... On top of all of those disasters, there was actually some jurisdictional issues that occurred during this case, which I tried to look up, but it was so boring. I didn't really get into it. <laughs> so basically, they were killed in Somerset, New Jersey, uh-huh. but they both lived in New Brunswick. So, like, apparently there was some, like,
0: that I don't shouldn't... know, like,
1: discourse between the police officers of that certain, those weird. two places. Yeah, it was really interesting. And so that pushed back the trial. that
0: shouldn't really be an issue. I mean, if it happened in Somerset, Mm -hmm. then that's the jurisdiction, doesn't matter where you're from. Exactly, it's not like if you go to like New York and murder someone that they're gonna try you here in Colorado, right? Exactly, That's not how that works. It's it was a really complicated thing, 1922, so yeah, exactly. So basically, what happened is that Somerset did
1: end up being like the place of jurisdiction, and of course, they tried everything there. Um, but so it got pushed back. A lot. And the actual trial happened... That's a bummer. Yeah. It got pushed back four years. What? <laughs> I know. So the trial didn't actually happen until 1926, which I just think is insane. Um, So, of course, when the police were first looking at this case, and there, there were some more reasons why the trial was pushed back so far as well, and I'll get into that. Um, So the, the suspects were the spouses.
0: Yeah, that's what... Obviously. When we were having a break a second ago when we, like, stopped recording part one, I was like, it's the husband, right? And Claire was like, mm, so... I'm not telling you.
1: Um, so, yeah, so, of course, they were looked into first, um, considering the fact that there, the love letters between yeah. these two people had been ripped up and completely spread throughout but the... But I know and- it's
0: not, because you wouldn't have picked this case, because that's way too obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so, um, so, the love letters were spread all over the place, and... Um, the other thing that I found confusing was that the the business card was, like, out in the open. It was literally placed at the base of this guy's foot. So it was there for people to find. So that's what intrigued me the most about the evidence that came from the crime scene. Because why would you identify the guy? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was an automatic identification. And then witnesses at the scene were like, oh, my God, yeah, that's totally him. And that's Eleanor, mm-hmm. you know? they're having an affair with each other um this killer's lucky it wasn't a windy day yeah right (laughs) um everything would have been blown away um and it was there for two days too because they were killed on the 14th yeah it's maybe he came and sprinkled it all later yeah who knows or she who knows um so of course the um spouses gave their accounts of the day so this is what they said Um. So this is where I got the unambitious for James James (sighs) Mills unambitious and middle aged. (laughs) That's his description. Um. He married Eleanor when she was just seventeen, which is weird. (laughs) Um. At least is that weird for twenty two? Um. A little. Not as much. Like today, that's really odd. And you actually, in a lot of places, you can't get married until you're eighteen, unless Um, your parents mm -hmm, unless your parents approve. So, but of course, again, the sort of like. I don't know, like the the people who broke down all of those traditional societal barriers that what that hadn't really peaked yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the Thursday night before the gruesome discovery, Eleanor had left her house three times to call on her lover three times. Hmm. in one day. To call on? To call on and definitely have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, do, what do you That's mean? That's okay. friends. <laughs> to call on means... Just walk means, out her door? Yeah. Like, Edward! <laughs> like, I gotta go by. <laughs> um, so after the third call at 7.40pm, according to James, um, the pastor had told his wife, Frances, uh, that he had to check on some medical bills on behalf of Eleanor. So Frances obviously knew about Eleanor and... Um, It wasn't like Edward was hiding this affair from her. Again, people knew immediately who Eleanor was when they found the bodies. They're like, oh, yeah, that chick. Mm -hmm. They're totally banging. Um, (laughs) So when he didn't return, Francis went to the church at 2.30 a.m. to search for him. So, like, he didn't return all night. And obviously, as a wife, you would go and check. But... I'm sorry, seven forty to two thirty a.m. That's a lot of time there, Francis. Mm-hmm. Where were you? What you up to, Francis? Yeah, tell me about that. And then, <laughs> her old and he un- yeah, exactly. Um, her <laughs> old and unemployable fifty-year-old brother Willie, who had some um, developmental issues, um, and who actually did live with. Uh, Francis and Edward um, accompanied Francis to the church and that morning she called the police anonymously which was like how did they know that it was her but you know and asking whether any casualties had been reported
0: mm-hmm. Francis you're up on my list <laughs> <laughs> yeah right
1: she's she's an interesting an interesting option so um they informed her that there hadn't been any because it was the bodies hadn't been discovered yet. And so she continued her search. That's
0: weird that she would just assume he would be dead. Right. Like, I could definitely see her calling in. Like, has anything happened to my husband? Like, I don't know where like, he I is. Like, I can't find him. A missing but person's Has thing. there been any casualties? Like, that's... Yeah, and she called anonymously. So she didn't
1: hmm. give her name at first. That's weird. Right, exactly. So that's that's that was a red flag. Um, meanwhile, Eleanor's husband, James, was also searching for her and started at the church. When he didn't find her, he eventually went back to work because he's, you know, middle-aged and boring, apparently. <laughs> and um, he left shortly afterward because he's, I mean, can, I can only imagine how distressing it would be for someone who, you know, His life isn't super exciting But he he loves his wife He has two children And he has to like Sort of face the day Not knowing where she is But knowing that she had been Having an affair So he can only assume That she's with the other man Still yeah. And, yeah, but then at the same time, she had two kids, so she would be home for them. I would assume again. Yeah, the traditional values still hurts there. For I, him. I know. I feel bad for James. Um, so he left work pretty quickly and was like, "I have to find her." Um, so he actually saw Francis at the church and asked her if she thought the two had eloped. So clearly, they knew, like they were like. Our spouses are in love me with each so other. Sad. It's really tragic on both sides of the coin, though, because you have these two people like totally star crossed. They just want to be in love, do? and yeah. it's not okay
0: to get divorced and be in love.
1: Exactly. But then you have the spouses who are like, "What am I
0: supposed Cause to do? They love them. Yeah, it's Ugh. just a disaster. I'm pretty sure Francis didn't. You know what give they a... should do? What do they should do? Become swingers. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: Okay, I know the difference between a swinger and a flapper. I just need everybody to understand But they that. should become
0: the real sw- The real the, swingers. Like the
1: actual, yeah, they yeah. should do that. I don't know if James and They could and all Francis. love each other. Yeah, right. I don't know if James and Francis would get along. Francis looks like a pretty grouchy lady. I'll show you a picture <laughs> of her. She, she's just like, she's just the definition of old world regality. And she just is wearing this like dress and is like, oh, look at me. I have so much money. And probably not like that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, um... Francis replied to James when he asked her about a possible elopement between the two. And this is what she said back. Um, she said, I think they're dead. And then they continued to look.
0: Francis, why would you know that?
1: I know, I know. I'm like, okay, that would not be my first thought.
0: You know what I think? Tell Maybe me. Maybe Francis went out looking for him, looked, went to the lover's lane to see if he was there and then found their bodies, but didn't want to be... The one who found their bodies, because then you're clearly like the s- yeah, number the one number suspect. suspect and the number one and the first witness yeah, as well. So, so that's not great. That's a
1: double whammy right there. So maybe
0: she was like, "I can't be the person to report this." Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That could have worked, but she's not doing very good at that. No, because she's
1: <laughs> she's I mean, asking about casualties and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, she tried to be anonymous. Clearly.
0: But maybe she, she maybe they might have been a little, maybe she thought they were still alive potentially and she wanted someone to get out there quickly. So she's right. being like really pushy about thinking they're dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like there's a whole bunch of different things that could have been going
1: through her head or things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, people are so stupid like secretive and lie and all this stuff. It's just really bad. So we may not ever know. Um, So that's really like the day for those, for the two spouses, like what they claim happened. And they did, you know, like meet and talk about what was happening and um, all that stuff. And they both claimed innocence when this first was going down and they were being questioned by police. They're like, of course I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, So if you had to pick a spouse if one of the spouses killed Francis. these two, okay, good. Trust. Okay, <laughs> and I mean that was when I was looking at this case. It was so obvious for me that Francis was like the only person yeah. who had the real motive because James, being the boring middle-aged man he
0: was, was
1: like, yeah, I don't <laughs> he, care. Was, he
0: was just there, you know. Um, also, and, she might be mad that, like, it's clear he married her for her money, so she might yeah. be a little salty about that too. Yeah, absolutely, and as a woman who can't control
1: her own money and but it's her still her family her money, money she has to like support her husband with it and like all this stuff and then if she were to die he would get all of
0: the money and mm-hmm. that would suck
1: yeah that would totally suck so you're not in control maybe she of your was own afraid stuff.
0: that she was gonna, maybe she was afraid that he was gonna kill her or he was gonna have someone kill her so that he could be with Eleanor.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he had violent tendencies. I think everybody loved him as a reverend and everything like you gotta that. Gotta so. watch out for those people. Yeah, you really do. Cause you never know. You never know. Um, I'm just trying
0: to think of theories. Yeah, right? Cause it, there's so <laughs> They're many. A little
1: so. <laughs> there's just so many abounding from this. Um. So. Not only... So, obviously, out of all the spouses, Frances was looked at more heavily than James. Yeah, she's um, being real suspicious. Yeah, and not only that, Francis's like, relatives were also looked into at a, at a great deal um, because she had older brothers that were very aggressive. Most of the suspicions from about Francis and her family actually came from an eyewitness. So there is an eyewitness to this crime. What? Dun, dun, dun. Surprise. How I know. Do, surprise, wow. surprise. I like how you kept that
0: secret for a while.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, a lovely woman named Jane Gibson, who was actually given the name The Pig Woman. What? Yeah, because she's a hog farmer. Oh, God, that's an
0: awful nickname. I know, isn't that
1: horrible? Yeah, they called her that in all of the newspapers, everything. In the newspapers? like, okay, so this, again, this case was, like, pounded by journalists. Mm -hmm. They were all over the place. I think the New York Times, yeah, the New York Times dedicated 60 front pages to this case. Wow. Yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot of front page news. (laughs) Yeah, and, um... Like, and that's the New York Times. It's a national newspaper, so it's spread throughout the entire country. I know, and (laughs) no one knows her her real identity. Yeah, and I'm like, that's just mean. That is mean. I wrote that down. I was like, they called her a pig farmer, pig woman, because she's mean. You know, they're all mean. And um, I don't remember who gave her that moniker, but it was, you know, just not cool. A mean person. Yeah, a mean person. Um, and this is also horrible. She lived in a shack near the crime scene. Just a shack. That's what they called it. Pig woman. Yeah, pig woman. I'm so sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And there's more sad things about Jane Gibson that we're going to get into in a minute. Jane,
0: that sucks.
1: Yeah. So this is her witness statement. So she said she heard a noise on the night of September 14th and saw someone in her cornfield. Figuring it was a thief, she saddled her mule and rode in pursuit, but instead (gasps) came upon a parked car. A mule. A mule. Yes. Mule. There she heard a bitter argument between two men and two women, one with white hair, like Mrs. (gasps) Hall's. I know. Francis! I know, Francis, what are you doing? Um, So she also heard a woman's voice yell, explain these letters. (gasps) I know. Francis! (laughs) I know. And then there were gunshots, shrieks, and a woman screaming, Henry. And it totally. Who's Henry? I'll tell you, and it totally (laughs) freaked out Jane, and she went home. I was like, "That makes sense." I would leave too. Yeah, I wouldn't run toward the gunshots necessarily. Um, that's just terrifying. Poor mule probably got really scared. I know. Um, so that's sort of her testimony, and this is so, this is so annoying. So she goes to public with this, and she's like, "This is what I saw. This is what happened. It happened right next to my house, and." the grand jury decided not to indict based off of her eyewitness testimony. So it didn't go to trial. Against Francis? Yeah. They didn't do anything about this eyewitness testimony. Nothing.
0: What? I know. Well, I mean, I guess eyewitness testimony alone wouldn't be enough to convince me to indict. No, but at the same time... There's a lot of circumstances in addition to her eyewitness testimony that she might have not known about. Exactly. And the, just like... And this could be completely
1: circumstantial and not related. But just the unhappiness in the marriage between Francis and Edward. Mm-hmm. That would be enough to convince me to probably prosecute. Like, I I really do think that the money was a huge deal. The jealousy was a huge deal. They had plans to elope. Like, it was just, it was insane. And I'll get to those plans for elopement That's in just a, a second. It yeah. doesn't
0: mean she killed him, though. No, absolutely Again, not. Just think back to Peggy Hendrick. Mm-hmm. We can't. Indict someone of no. a crime just because they just because somebody we think yeah. they did it exactly. So,
1: all but I'll wait, who's he, Henry?
0: I'll tell you. Okay, I'll get. I'll get there. I'll get there. Because if she knew, if she said the Henry thing, and she didn't know who Henry was, and Henry is important to this story, then that's pretty convincing. Uh, Henry is important. Like to she story. can't. Like did and if Jane doesn't know who that is, she can't just make that up. Like yeah, that's pretty absolutely convincing. not. And um, I'll get to. Okay, I want to know now. Hen- tell I, me I, now. No, no, I can't tell you because there's something else that I have to tell you <laughs> okay, first. Fine.
1: So, um, so that's the first testimony that they get, and then a few years later, we have another. Um, it's a second-hand witness statement, though, so it's not firsthand. Which a lot of the times, well, most of the, all times, you should not go to trial based off of a second-hand witness information. It, it just is not. That's not how you wouldn't even do it. It doesn't be even count. In no testimony, because that's hearsay. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely hearsay. It's like it's just not a thing. Um, so. It was this guy named Arthur Ryle, who had just recently asked for an annulment from his wife, um, Louis Geist, who had actually been a maid in the Hall's household. Um, and so Geist had told her husband, who was asking for this annulment, and he's bringing all of this forward with the annulment stuff that's happening. Um, so she had told him that she learned that Reverend Hall lovely Edward was planning to elope with his wonder heart. Isn't that cute? I know. <laughs> um, and that Mrs. Hall had set off after them because yeah. So they had were planning to elope and Francis was like going after them and she left what the are house. You, like physically going after them? Yeah, like physically she left the house after she had heard from Luis, who had told her. And Luis her. just,
0: oh, so yeah. Luis
1: told Francis. Yeah, Louise okay. told Francis that the two were going to elope. She had found out that the two were going to elope probably from a love letter she had found in their house. She was a maid, so she worked and cleaned right, there. Right. Um, so, or maybe Edward told her. Yeah, right. Who knows? Maybe he had used her as a confidant and said, mm-hmm. "I'm going. we need to put my affairs in order. This needs to be quiet, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, Louise, who probably had been working in the house for a significant amount of time. Again, that's like a speculation from me. But maids and households tends to be loyal to the families that they serve. Um, I know that goes back to a whole bunch of like traditional-style um, household stuff, Dynamics, just how things works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it may have even been, like, a generational thing because, again, Francis came from a very rich and wealthy family that just, like, had a huge tradition
0: in New Jersey and just had a I mean, ton of money. if I were that family's maid, I would definitely, you know, stick with Francis. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd be like, bro. She's got some power. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to yeah. be her friend. Who knows? Yeah, so, um, so Francis
1: had left the house with her brother, William, her brother... Henry and her cousin Henry, two Henrys, mm. two Henrys here. We got a two
0: Henry situation yes, on our hands. Yes,
1: we do. And of course, as we have heard from the Pig Woman's testimony, Jane, call her Jane from Jane's testimony. <laughs> just kidding. I just think Pig Woman is so funny. It's fun to say. Yeah. Um. So as we know from Jane's testimony, we she can call heard, her Pig Woman. Okay. Cool. Well, stop changing your mind. <laughs>
0: Said the word Henry in her testimony, and she didn't know. But wait. They're a prominent family in the community. She could have made the Henry thing up. Uh, she lives at a shack. <laughs> I don't well, think yeah, she but knows. only twenty two thousand people live in this town, and Francis mm-hmm. That's is like also a rich true. lady in this town. She could have known. Oh, that absolutely. But and made that part up. Yeah. So Henry,
1: her cousin Henry, does live in New Brunswick, and then her brother Henry,
0: I believe, does not. But also, like, what would her motivation being making that lie up that doesn't really make right, sense right
1: absolutely because she's not getting any money from it she's not doing anything she's just like this is what happened Maybe, Maybe she just didn't like, like Francis though right who knows i there's um from what i found from the case there was no connection between jane and anyone okay. she so was just living on this land. that's a pretty land. convincing
0: testimony yeah
1: she was just on this land
0: this is where she lived and that with was her there. pigs
1: mm-hmm, with her pigs and her cornfield so she runs out of the house with her brothers and her cousin after a, mm-hmm. the, the couple that is planning to elope. And as we remember from Jane's testimony, a car had been found near the scene. So what Ooh, I don't think, remember that. What'd she say about yeah, that? Yeah, so Jane had said that she saw a car near the, the cornfield. the cra- cornfield? Yeah, well, like near the crime scene. Okay. When she heard all the shots and everything, there was a car there, but there wasn't a car there when they found the bodies. Mm. So what I think, and from, you know, like it's the 1920s, cars are expensive. Mm-hmm. Francis has a ton of money. She probably has like twenty cars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, so there you go. So they run out of the house, and then Louise, the maid, as you remember, um, according to her husband's statement, said that she was bribed with five thousand dollars to stay quiet about the elopement. That's a lot of money back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a ton of money back then. And um, you know, as all good scandals. Happen, (laughs) The newspapers get wind of it. And so the newspaper titled um, the New York Daily Mirror, which was created in 1924 to sort of like compete with the New York Times, published this statement, front page news. And it was huge. Ah! Oh, sorry. (laughs) Got
0: to take your breath control. Yep. (laughs) Um, so it was front page
1: news and that brought the trial back to light and like these murders which had basically been cold cased pretty much Mm -hmm. and um, they were like okay this new statement has come forward we have a previous eyewitness statement and we have this like quarrel and love affair that we have complete confirmation of because they actually found love letters in Eleanor's house that were from um, Edward Mm -hmm. so there's all and they these, looked the same. Yeah, exactly. So obviously they they were like, okay, we have to bring this to trial. So the case sort of sprang to life. And Mrs. Hall and her brothers, not her cousin though, because he it was sort of like, he wasn't really involved. He, he was like a New York stockbroker. He was just sort of speculated to be
0: there. Because she said Henry.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because apparently this like secondhand statement from Louise's husband was like, oh, well, he was there too. I don't think he was there. Um, So they were like, okay, you know what? Let's go to trial. They arrested all of them, the three, uh, Mrs. Hall and her brothers. And they they were brought to trial on November 3rd, 1926. And it basically was all based off of the word of the lovely Jane or the pig woman. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so that's sort of what all was
0: going down pig and why Woman the, saves the day <laughs> yeah, pig woman saves the day. That's sort of let's just make that her superhero name okay, instead the of woman. her mean name. Yeah, she's just pig pig woman doing to the thing.
1: rescue. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get started on the trial stuff for next episode and it's really interesting and it took. Four freaking years for it to actually go to trial, which is insane. And um, we're going to dig into all of that good stuff. So thanks for listening and catch us on the next part. Bye. Bye.